It's his rolling episode, what were we, four now? Episode four, yeah. Episode four, live in the mix. I guess I should do an intro. We never do an intro. Yeah, I, don't, I, feel, I think we talked about an intro, but then it's like, man, no one's watching, so do yeah. we really need to do an intro? Let's do an intro for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah Let's no, just so. practice one. Yeah, yeah, we could. <laughs> we could riff off something. Uh, welcome to Brew Talk. I'm Mir. I'm Chris. And uh, we're the co-founders of Creative Brew. If you don't know what that is, go to creativebrew.io. It's sick. Trust me. It's, it's really sick. sick. Yeah. Uh, this is Kaya. She's guest starring today. Mm-hmm. Probably won't be here for a long. She gets no. tired pretty easily. Pretty quickly. Uh, we talk about things in the creator economy and things surrounding complexities uh, that creators tackle on a daily basis. So we'll tackle things like should you live in a big should creators live in a big city when should you hire versus when should you do it yourself and other things that are put into the suggestion bucket so if you do have a suggestion please put it in the suggestion bucket and we will try to get to it we'll talk about it this is well, not they technically can't put it in the suggestion bucket if you have a question dm us and we'll put it in the suggestion bucket yeah if you're dumb enough not to know that like, yeah, don't break into my house and sp- <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah <laughs> don't do anything illegal okay we'll we'll talk to you we'll talk to you we'll cover your question yeah. um but we do uh we do this every week it comes out every friday 8 a.m pst or pdt depending on the time of year so i uh, hope you enjoy yes sir well and this is now episode four four episodes in Kaya's the very beginning of the episode now rather than scurrying around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's nice. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, obviously we talked about a morning a little bit before our shot, but, you know, you had a very eventful morning. I, I did. Would say. Yeah. I did. This dog uh, took a poop on the bed. Oh, God. Yep. So that was cool. Um, obviously it was like, geez, just yawns at me. She's just like, dude. Forget about so past. we took a took a I had to give her a bath. I had to, you know, emergency wash the bed. Mm, 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 it was a whole mm, thing. Mm. Yeah. Emergency wash the no bed. No shame on the face, by the way. Oh dude, no shame. She's she's ready to do it again. Yeah, honestly. she literally when we're done with this back to back in it. Yep. You know, she's like, you know, I, I left some unfinished business happening. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, How was your morning though? It was um uneventful. Um I had a very long night. I feel like every episode I say I have a long night. I really need to get that checked now. But I had a long night last night because um, I was like trying to go to bed. And then I thought about something. I'm like, oh, crap. I forgot to do the teaser and stuff like that for the podcast for mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. And so it was like 1.30, 2 a.m. And then I... These details the, are crucial. It's very crucial. Yeah. It's late at night, you know. Yeah. Rolled to the side, pulled out my laptop, mm. did it, shipped it. The and, dedication this kid has. <laughs> and then, you know, about to go to sleep. And then I remembered some something so just random of like, how can I make our podcast recordings output better on OBS? Random thought in the mm. middle of the night. Mm. And so guess what I did? I rolled to the side of my bed, whipped out the laptop, and checked OBS settings to see what's the best settings for us. (laughs) This is the fascinating (laughs) behind the scenes you're waiting for. We got Chris, he's rolling over in his bed checking OBS settings. 
And, uh, this is yeah. how the magic is made, right? This is how it's at. It's happening, man. My, the ideas come late at night, randomly. You know, uh, I do last minute things as well late mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, I woke up. I, I woke up at like who knows, like probably like eight, nine o'clock. Well, eight thirty because I I shipped. I had to create the hey the podcast from last week is out. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if, if for those of you who don't know, Chris does everything, and um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. He's the marketing guy, the editing guy, and uh, I don't do anything. <laughs> no, I just show true. up. Chris not tells true. me what to do, and I just I just talk shit. So, uh, but yeah, that's that, that's it. I woke up at eight, like eight thirty, shit the the you know the IG story for the podcast, and then. Took a small little nap for an hour because Lord knows I needed it. Came here, coffee was ready, and you know, we are set up. Here we are, you know. Cool. Yeah, man. Right on. Yeah, it's very uneventful. I didn't really have a crazy morning like you did. Well, I mean, at least no one shot in your bed. True, true. I don't think anyone's shot in my bed. If anyone, it'd probably just be me, but I don't know when I would have. Well, yeah. maybe when you're older, you never know. Yeah, yeah. You get those know. adult diapers. Jesus it's the whole thing. I'm not ready for that. Let's time. get to the clip. <laughs> Let's get it before we get. <laughs> Let's get, man. We need to. All we right, need to relax man. on the scoping, huh? We gotta get into the questions now. Uh, I did. I you guys might hear, but like you know, this this chair is really squeaky, so I apologize. I will be ordering a new chair very soon. You know, all of our budget went to this bucket, so. Gotta yeah. wait for the money to come back a little bit. Oh, we hear that bucket dingling. All right. By the oh. way, we are not rehearsed. Uh, everything we say on this podcast is is completely live and raw. So mm-hmm. we're kind of working through this question and this topic with you. Yes, and uh, the first the, the first question, the only question for today is we have. This is my writing. Should you accept advertising that doesn't relate to your brand or work? Hmm. Hmm. You want me to start or you want to start? Uh, I think, I think, I, it looks like you have something good to say, so I'm curious. Oh, you already know, man. You know me so well. Uh, I always said it from the start. I think you should not tarnish your brand reputation with advertising that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Now, there is exceptions to that, and we could talk about those. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely think nothing is more cringe than seeing some advertisements. Man, your chair. I know. I'm sorry. I, I can't move at all. Dude, literally stop moving. I don't know how to not leave move. The, leave the podcast. <laughs> Go on, as you were saying. I genuinely think you shouldn't tarnish your brand's reputation with advertising that really doesn't make sense. Now, there's things that are like that can, can kind of make sense. Maybe it fits your audience's, um, you know, psychographic data mm-hmm. in, in some cases. Man, come on. Come on. Kai is fired. Maybe it fits your audience's psychographic data in some cases, and then it makes sense. Maybe you're saying like, oh, my audience is generally open-minded, and maybe I want to sponsor or have some kind of marketing material for some product that is for open-minded people okay that's more relatable Mm -hmm. but you know i always said it if if creative brew had pepsi come to us and said hey do you want 
Pepsi to sponsor Creative Brew? I'd say no, because Pepsi just doesn't make sense for the audience that we have here. I don't think anyone be- would benefit from listening to a Pepsi sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't make sense for our overall brand reputation. Right. Really what you want is is some sort of uh, product or service that is actually going to help your audience. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just shoving down products and services down their throat. Mm-hmm. That absolutely won't land. And not only that, you're just taking money at that point and and the product, the people who are paying you are not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Your audience isn't going to be happy. And overall, you're just going to be kind of like in a shitty position. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, especially if you're like a company, like a brand, a startup, it's like you don't want to take something that's super like irrelevant from at least what your service is or like or what you do as a company or what you do as a branding as a person. Yeah. But I do see some, like, you know, obviously people, you know, want to get the bag, right? They want to get the money, so they'll, you know, take up any opportunity. And, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad, uh, I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't do that either. There are people that, you know, single individuals, I would say, maybe like influencers and content creators, um, they would possibly, you know, take a Raid Shadow Legend sponsor or, you know, something of that nature, and, uh, you know, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. It's always funny when I see it because I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, they, they, they got the bag, you know. Cause like, I'm going to say something a little bit controversial. Though. Okay. I think that's a mistake. Really? I think those those streamers, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it shows how amateur they are mm-hmm. with their audience building and how much mm-hmm. luck was involved or how much just sheer determination was involved. And they're not thinking about, like streamers, for example, they're not thinking of themselves as a business and they're mm-hmm. not mature in that er- arena. Mm-hmm. And Would I, you say is kind of a lack of engagement with their community or would it no. just be a lack of, like a disconnect with their branding? I think it's a lack of business acumen. Mm-hmm. I think they generally just don't know what they're doing and they're like, oh, money. And mm-hmm. then they take it mm-hmm. and their audience is very forgiving. Lucky for them, their audience mm-hmm. is very forgiving. Not mm-hmm. everyone's audience is going to be like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're a humongous streamer, you can be a little bit more lackadaisical with who you are uh, onboarding as your sponsorship. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's not a good move. Mm-hmm. Like, do the extra work to find people who are going to make sense for your audience. You're mm-hmm. doing, again, you're doing that product a disservice. Mm-hmm. You're doing your audience a disservice. And yeah, you might be a big streamer or you might be a big a household name, mm-hmm. a content creator, whatever. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just bad business. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of people are, I'm going to get probably some flack here. And people, well, maybe. Yeah, and people might say like, hey, well, we need to get paid. And there mm-hmm. aren't infinite opportunities that fit my niche. Mm-hmm. And especially if your niche is very broad. Mm-hmm. Fine. Fine. I think even if your niche is very broad, um, some a company like Raid Shadow Legends would be very least likely to, like, to contact you. Especially if like, I feel like those type of sponsors like Raid or like all these other like gaming ones are centered towards just like gaming individuals or someone in like the creative world necessarily not someone that's like has a super niche like it'd be hilarious but i don't think i've ever seen it before if like you were you were a a cooking channel and you did a raid shadow legend sponsorship exactly right like that in itself i don't think that would even happen you know no that that's super foolish yeah yeah 
Mm-hmm. And that's a, just a waste of everybody's it time. It is. It is. Um, and I'm not saying you should... I mean, this is assuming you're going to be making money off of sponsorships or advertisements, which is a very viable way to make money. And I actually encourage you to mm-hmm. do that. Like, yeah. If that's going to fund your lifestyle and fund your business, you should definitely take advertisements. For mm-hmm. all the people who's like, oh, fuck, you got you sold out because you took advertisements... Okay. Just just log off the podcast yeah, yeah, right now. Leave. Like you're you're <laughs> clearly you don't understand how like the creator economy works. Yeah. But for for all two people who are all listening, <laughs> be conscious in your decision making. Yeah, I mean, like think about it. You you cultivated this like this audience of people who trust you, mm-hmm. right? And they are whether you like it or not, they are going to look at you as someone of a, either a role model or an influencer in some capacity. And now you're telling them, hey, go download, you know, NordVPN mm-hmm. as, as, as my go-to VPN. They're going, you're going to have some influence on their life. Whether you think you are or you're not, you're going to, right? They trust you. So if you really believe in NordVPN as your VPN provider, then sure, that makes sense. Yeah. But if you don't, if it's something you're like, I've never used this product. I don't even believe in it. I don't see the longevity of it. It probably won't be around in three months. Yeah. You know, if it's a startup or whatever. You just don't see it being a fit. Mm-hmm. And you're taking the money just to take the money. I think that's extremely shady and bad business. Mm. Uh, yeah, I do, I do want to piggyback off of what you said. I do think it's important that if you were to take any sponsorship, at least know what you're, what you're sponsoring. You yeah. know, like get, or get used to it. Kind of look at what it is. Um, you know, mess around with it, and you know, hopefully, you know, if if you know, if the world is on your side, you've already been using this thing, and then they wanted to sponsor you, mm-hmm. right? And so, at, at least know what you're sponsoring before you start just shoving it down like other people's throats. You know, it's kind of just like like you said, it's like shady business practices, and it just it just all around looks bad because if the company does falter or something terrible happens in like three months to that company, which is very possible. A lot of people are going to be looking at like you, like you're the one that like kind of sponsored this and helped this and helped push it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sidebar, I, I, <clears throat> I think we've all been seeing what's going on with gambling. Yes. On Twitch. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you if you don't know what's going on with gambling on Twitch, they recently just banned gambling on Twitch. Mm-hmm. But prior, a lot of streamers were getting these huge sums of money uh, to not only sponsor gambling on their channel right with through sponsored advertising but also play on those on those platforms yeah. right with like i don't know the the obviously no no one's reached out to us about sponsoring right, right, uh, right. gambling so i don't know what the terms are of this deal but if you're someone who genuinely likes gambling you know this is a tricky one because if you're someone who genuinely likes gambling um i would say okay maybe maybe it's a fit but if you're someone who feels like you have a young audience and your young audience can be, you know, have addictive tendencies in nature. Yeah, and it's, they're young too. They could easily be gullible. As well. Right, impressionable. Mm-hmm. Then, then, you know, promoting gambling on your account is something you really need to think deeply about. You can't, you can't just take the bag and go mm-hmm. and think like, hey... Hey, they're their own people. Right. They do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I I don't care. Yeah. Like that's that, and I'm glad Twitch actually banned um, gambling because it wasn't good for anybody. I mean, you would hear like 
you would hear these success stories of people who made a lot of money and these Twitch streamers who would stream how they like played the slots and mm-hmm. they won $300,000 or mm-hmm. something like that. But then there's for every one of those, there's thousands of people who are just losing money. Losing just straight money. up losing money. And maybe even their parents' money. Yeah, parents' money, losing money. And sometimes, you know, sadly, I've seen it too, where it's like they're losing like their their audience's money you know and like or like they're asking money from friends or they're asking money from their from their viewers and i'm like damn dude that's kind of like that's kind of sad man yeah it's really sad it is really sad and it's like the whole gambling thing was a was a a really good thing for twitch to do uh as of late i think they had to at this point yeah under such bad pr they had a lot of bad pr a lot of people were like a lot of big streamers were telling them to ban it it's like at this point, what are you going to do? You know, right. Twitch had, like, the decision to either do, like, because they already kind of, I don't know, I don't remember if it came before or after their whole policy change, like, their revenue change for creators, mm-hmm. but they had to do something. They had to balance out something. It's like, if they did something bad, they had to do something, quote-unquote, good, you know? Yeah, I think I think Twitch didn't want to turn into, like, the the place to watch people gamble yeah. which were they were slowly starting to get there because a lot of the top streamers were being incentivized mm-hmm. to do that from these these gambling mm-hmm. platforms right which makes sense mm-hmm. right yeah. i mean these gambling platforms have tons of money they need users mm-hmm. they're going to pay the most influential people to do that exactly um so it was up to the streamer to kind of choose hey is this a is this something i want to do is this something i don't want to do and a lot of them turned down uh, gambling, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of streamers, I would say, did the right thing by turning down gambling as a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some streamers also did it responsibly. They had an older audience, and they took on these sponsorships, and they thought that their audience was mature enough to handle it. Whether you think that's fair or not is up for debate. Mm-hmm. Whether you think that's right or not, or moral or not, is up for debate. But genuine, generally speaking. What you shove down people's throats as a as a creator, you you have to co-sign it. Yeah, especially if you are um, even somewhat followed by people. You know, people are gonna look up to you as like like a an, a good opinion. It's like oh, what what he says is or what he or she says is probably like a good thing. You know, so I'm gonna go look at this. You know, I fall I fell into that. I wouldn't say a trap, but like you know, I fell into that persuasiveness for people that i watch it's like oh this person really likes it let me go check it out as well mm. you know and uh it, it's 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 crucial to kind of know what you're going to be sponsoring because you never know it's like someone might get it and it's like it's completely bad you know and it's yeah. like it was because you kind of pushed that down for just like some quick cash or whatever it is you know yeah fu- funny enough we were talking about snapchat the other day yeah the influencers i mean the term I don't love the term, but the term is very descriptive of what people are. Mm-hmm. They influence others yes, yeah. in some capacity. Although, again, I don't. I prefer the term content creator if you're someone who's making stuff. Yeah. Whatever. I'll use them interchangeably here. Influencers can make or break platforms. Yeah. And we've seen it. Do you remember from Snapchat uh, when the UI change happened? Yeah, I threw my phone away. <laughs> well, not just you. But a lot of people got that same impression mm-hmm. and were thought to think that same way of the new Snapchat. I mean, this was this was years back now when Snapchat was really popular. Yeah, this was But there was some influencer. Oh, man, who was it? Was it Kylie Jenner? 
Kylie Jenner. Oh yeah, I do remember one of the Kardashians saying like it was just a terrible UI. Right. She's so, like, like change it back. Yeah, I think something along the lines of like, I mean, we could probably put it here. Yeah, whatever maybe. the actual tweet if, was. If we can find it, if I'll we can put find it here. It. Yeah. Um, it was something along the lines of like, does anybody even use Snapchat anymore? Like this thing sucks, or mm-hmm. the UI sucks, or so- something along those something, lines. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like. Damn, this one tweet probably hurt Snapchat so much mm-hmm. to the point where, and, and I, I genuinely think this, I genuinely think Snapchat did not recover from that tweet yet. Probably not. I mean, you got to ma- imagine like, well, I'm not 100% sure it was one of the Kardashians, but um, you got to imagine with like the Kardashians, eat any one of them. It's like you got like 100 million people following behind them. Right. You know, and especially like teenagers that are super susceptible to like opinions from celebrities about something that they're using personally. Right. And if like their favorite celebrity dislikes it, it's like, why am I going to be using it then? If right. she's not going to, if this person's not going to be on it, I shouldn't be on it. You know? Right. And by the way, if you're somebody who thinks like that, that's a problem in and of itself. You yeah. should think for yourself. Yeah, really think for yourself. But going back to creators, because that's what we're talking to mm-hmm. here, it's like knowing human nature and understanding that people are going to follow your opinions, you really have to be thoughtful about what you say, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, we're going beyond even like what you, what sponsorships and, and mm-hmm. advertisements you should put on your, on your platforms, mm-hmm. but more so what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's this whole thing with the freaking cancel culture and everyone's like, oh, yeah. this person gets canceled with that person. And, yeah. and then there's the anti-cancel culture people. I'm not going to get into that. But my point is, people should be thoughtful mm-hmm. with what they're saying. Right. That's it. it. It's as simple as that. If you don't intend to do something or if you, if you intend to say something bad about a, a particular project, person, whatever, politician, what, what have you. Be ready to deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're not, don't shut your mouth. Me. Yeah, just, just don't say anything. Exactly, <laughs> shut your mouth. So I, I'm always fascinated when someone says something rash, mm-hmm. does something rash, and then they're like, man, these people are trying to cancel me. Or yeah. like, oh man, like I'm getting so much backlash. I was just, I was just doing this. I was just thinking mm-hmm. it was funny or it was mm-hmm. whatever. You see and that a lot. You see that a lot. And... It's, it's not, not everybody can understand that you're, you're joking. Not mm-hmm. everybody knows who you are. Yeah. And with the power of distribution today on like something like Twitter, for example. because That's is, where you all see. That's mainly where I see that kind of stuff. Exactly. So on the power, with the power of distribution, a lot of people don't know who you are. So mm-hmm. they're just reading it at face value. And they're seeing it and saying, oh, wow, this is like truly uh, what this person thinks. And I find it offensive. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's really tough to, like, really see sarcasm through just text, you yeah. know? It's like, you, it's, it's, it's tough already to kind of do it with your friends. It's like, when I'm trying to joke around, I feel like I almost have to, like, say LOL, JK, just to let them know, like, yo, I'm just playing, like, you know, I'm just joking around. But it's, it's obviously, it's the same thing with, like, Twitter. It's like, if you're known and you post a tweet out there, dude, you're going to see a lot of people are going to see it. People are going to take for what it is. Like, if you don't say somewhat that you're joking, they're going to take it very seriously. And the funny thing is, even if you are joking, they're going to get at you for even making the joke. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's it's very crucial what you say. Because, um, man, dude, the internet, man, they are sad. They, these internet people, they are savages, man. They will go through years of what you've said to just bring it back up. And um, so it, it's almost like, I wouldn't say you have to walk on eggshells. I would say, if, you know, if you're a good person and you, you've always been, like, kind of mindful, then you're pretty much fine. Yeah. But uh, definitely, you know, there are moments where you have, like, that that like just rush of energy and you want to say something, just be mindful of the things that you say because you never know what's going to happen. And like you said, if you're not ready for it, don't do it. Because I see that a lot where people would say something super rash and then they get all this hate and then they're like, yo, like why is everyone coming up on me? And it's like, dude, you gave an opinion. You're about to hear everyone else's opinion now. Right. You know, it's like, what What did you expect? You think everyone was going to agree to you? You know, like, welcome yeah. to the world, man. Especially the online world where people don't care. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's there's an interesting... Um, I, saw, I saw a comedy special last night. The comedy special was uh, Hassan... Hassan Minaj. Minaj, yeah. I love that guy. So Hilarious. Good. I didn't. So I didn't good. really. I wasn't really super familiar with him, but mm-hmm. I watched his comedy special last. I might night. have butchered his name, but no, he's really good. Go on. He's re- he's great. By the way, if you don't know Hassan Minaj, go watch his special. It was one of the, I would say one of the better specials I've seen, uh, definitely this year, but like in the last. Five yeah, he years. just released it. I think like not too long ago he just released it. I wanted to watch it. Yeah, it's really good. So he, interestingly enough, he touches on this particular subject. And he says some, you know, he caught a lot of flack for a lot of things he says because he says things that are not only controversial, but also political in nature. Oh, yeah. He's a comedian. Yeah, and he's a comedian. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, there was this whole bit about is, you know, he they rely on the audience to understand when he's joking versus when he's being serious. Mm-hmm. And totally understand when you're a comedian, you know you're in the practice of comedy you say things that are absurd Mm -hmm. and of course that's how that's the nature of comedy so of course people are going to take things out of context yeah but what's interesting with him is he says things and even he who is a a well-known comedian probably top tier whatever Mm -hmm. you know top top in his in his in his class (laughs) if there's a class yeah uh Top tier comedian, and he's getting taken out of context and roasted. Mm-hmm. And th- there was like several jokes he made about Saudi Arabia, and a Saudi Arabian prince got extremely upset. Mm-hmm. And in fact, he can never go to Saudi Arabia because I think wow. if he goes, yeah, if he goes, I think he's gonna get jail time. Ooh. So he's he's definitely provoked a lot of very uh, political, a lot of political figures, and a lot of like. Um, you know, people with power. Mm-hmm. And he, in the, in the, you know, not to bore anybody, but and he in the, in the comedy special says that when he was doing all this provoking, he actually got into kind of like a little, a little kerfuffle with mm-hmm. his, with his fiance or mm-hmm. with his wife, I think at that point, uh, about where the line was mm-hmm. because of one thing, one interesting thing that happened, he got anthrax sent to his house, or what he assumed was anthrax sent mm-hmm. to his house, and he tore open the thing, poured it out on the table, and some of it got on his 40-year-old daughter. Oh. So he took his daughter to the ER. I think I heard about this. Yeah, he took his daughter to the ER. Lucky enough, it wasn't real anthrax. Mm-hmm. So he got very lucky. But 
that's an extreme case where what you say can kill you or your loved ones. Yeah. Right. And we see that with a lot of people where it's like, uh, like Roman Atwood. Yeah. Right. That's his name. Mm hmm. He's had several people come after him. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking in a serious way. Stalkers, stalk his wife, um, mm-hmm. like send crazy texts to him. Yeah. Send his bank information to him to freak him out. Like mm-hmm. we're talking like serious stuff. Not yeah. not not small time stuff where the FBI had to get in charge yeah, involved. I think sorry to cut you off, I'll let you continue. But I think also like recently, not recently, but Dr. Disrespect was like, um, shot, yeah, no, he was like, uh, someone shot up his house like a few years ago, yeah. like just a drive by. And he completely like, he broke character on stream, on stream. And he was like, yo, I got to cut the stream like right now. Like no one's seen that before, like breaking character. It's like, you know, that these kind of things happen. Man. So, yeah. So it's like your, your, you know, especially when you get up there, like Dr. Disrespect mm-hmm. or like, um, Hassan Minaj or like, if you get up there as a content creator, the stakes are higher and higher. Yeah. And what you say is even more under a microscope. Yeah. So it's good to build that habit early of understanding, like, let me be thoughtful about not only who I am, mm-hmm. but what I say online. Yeah. And, and even if it is out of context, would it still be something that I would be proud of? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That That's that's my opinion, at mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody can do whatever they want. Yeah. But you will deal with consequences. And, and doc, the funny thing about Dr. Disrespect, going back to him, mm-hmm. is I don't think the guy even enters anything into his stream that is provoke-worthy. No. He's very... He very much, like, avoids... I want to say avoids drama. Obviously, he, like, plays around and talks smack. But um, I think, if anything, it's like you don't really see him, like initiate or instigate or something like that it's like he just comes in he's just like a entertainer you know he doesn't really provoke anything doesn't do any like you know does any harm um if anything he just like boasts himself you know and so it's like what's what's the harm in that but uh yeah no i mean even even someone like that you know um you're not untouchable you know yeah and it's it's crazy to the length that they have to get security involved yeah. And they have to get like uh, people to the, these professionals who now check people's like check high profile people's mail yeah, ahead yeah. of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's crazy how many how many things have to come into place when you're on that level yeah. of, of success. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. I mean, who knows when that'll happen for us? It's gonna be a very it's gonna be a trip. It's never gonna happen. Never probably. But <laughs> my dream is yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but not with the two watchers. No, no, no. <laughs> who not made it this far? Not a chance. Uh, yeah, but it, it, it's interesting. And I think going back to what we said about the, the, the topic at hand is like, should you put, you know, sponsors or advertisements in into your platforms that you're on that you don't necessarily have any affiliation with? And it's like, probably not, right? And uh, and for me, if it's my opinion, it's definitely not. Because mm-hmm. first of all, I think it's a bad business move. But also... Because you don't know what you're even like, you don't even know what you're really subscribing your audience to mm-hmm. when you do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's like a small name company, do your research, right? Because you don't know where this, this, this company could be run by some maniac. Yeah. You yeah, don't even yeah. know. Yeah, right? we've, we've come across a lot of small name companies that we really had to dig into our research on. Yes, we did. 
before we even took the call or whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's like you, you really got to do that research. Otherwise, you're going to be ending up with like doing business with someone, getting into bed with somebody yeah. that you... No clue where they come from. No clue where the money's coming from, what they do as this product, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I am curious. So I, this came to mind as you were talking. Um, I'm, I'm curious of what your thoughts on like these one-off sponsorships by like a viral hit. You've seen these like on Twitter or like even on TikTok or just any social media. It's like just that guy, that gal, that guy or gal that got lucky, did a video, blew up or did a tweet, it blew up. And then they took like a, you know, like a, you know, part of mine for like a sex toy sponsorship or just like a lava lamp sponsorship type of thing for just like a quick buck. Like, and it's just off of like a virality thing that they, that just happened. Look, it depends what their goals are mm-hmm. in life, mm-hmm. right? Seriously. Like, do they want to become a content creator type of thing? Right. Mm-hmm. Or are they just capitalizing on a moment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with capitalizing on a moment, mm-hmm. right? I agree. But it depends what you want to do. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody who has nothing to do with sex toys and you're somebody who actually wants to be known for something or you're making a name for yourself in a niche Mm -hmm. i would say a better use of your time or a better use of your platform or your virality is to promote yourself in a different way Mm -hmm. so whether that be like having them subscribe to your newsletter going to your product that you sell Mm -hmm. whether you have them go to some other platform that you're also active on Mm -hmm. like that's a better use mm-hmm. of your audience if you're trying to make a career in content creation mm-hmm. or in the arts or creativity of some of some sort mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not then having you sp- do a sponsor and being like hey i got i just got viral once and i don't really care about this whole thing and you know whatever i'll take this money to to promote this product mm-hmm. fine you know i'm right. not gonna judge you right right like, right do what you want to do mm-hmm. but if you're if you have goals that are the opposite of that, it's it's a bad move. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's that's good to know. I just wanted to get your opinion on that because there is that does happen pretty often. You know, you see it all the time, especially on Twitter. You yeah. Know? So and I'm sitting here like you know I don't want the audience to think like I'm sitting here on my high horse like hey you can't promote sex toys you can't yeah, yeah, promote yeah. things that are off brand like look man if you're you have external you have a life outside of content creation and if you need to make money fast. And that's the only avenue. Fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna judge you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am gonna judge you, but I'm not gonna judge your life decisions because I think I think in the if if we look at you holistically, you're probably making a good move. Yeah. But if you're someone who's you know you're you're not you're not uh, stressing out for your next meal, you're not stressing out about your rent, you're not stressing out about these things, and you have these long term goals, then you probably shouldn't do that, right? For that extra bump in cash, it's, it's just not a good move. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can afford yourself the time to take to look for something that's actually going to fit your audience better, and something that you actually co-sign, that's mm-hmm. that's the move. Yeah, no, and and we always say it too. No matter no matter what we say on these podcasts, we always want to like remind you guys that it's you know do what you guys want. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, there's no playbook. Yeah, it's like there's no playbook. You guys live how the way you want to live. We're just giving our two cents, whether it's going to be you know thrown in a bucket or thrown in the trash. We're still going to give it right. But uh, no, I agree. I think um, be mindful of what your 
putting out there. And if you do have long-term goals to be a content creator, maybe you should second guess getting that extra like $30 just for like a tweet of a viral thing. I think it makes more sense if you uh, are a content creator, you either shout out your own work like in a very creative way. I wouldn't just like link dump everything under the viral tweet. You know, I would be like, you know, still be mindful of what you're tweeting, kind of inform them of why they should subscribe to you. Um, or if you aren't a content creator and um, you aren't looking to make a quick buck, I would say promote small businesses, promote, uh, support, uh, promote people that like you know that are creators and shout them out. You know? Exactly, yeah. And the crazy thing about doing that, taking that altruistic route is it almost, <laughs> it almost makes your brand better it does like I, i'm i'm a firm believer that being altruistic big word for people who are like under 15 <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like i'm a big fan of being generous um and being you know sympathetic to others as part of your brand because and, and as part of who you are as a content creator because think about it i mean we're all just people at the end of the we're not really brands. We're, we're just people at the end of the day. And the more you give, I think the more the world wants to give to you. The more mm -hmm. the world trusts you. Mm -hmm. The more the world is like, hey, this person's a good person. There's more reason for me to under to, to follow them. There's more reason for me to, to stand behind who they are. Yeah. If you're someone who's just like, take, 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 you know, like. <laughs> I might clip that. <laughs> if you're someone that does that, do you end up becoming like looking greedy yeah and there's a lot of creators out there who we've you know that the audience has uh has a big following and they and then they kind of get this like greedy lens on them mm -hmm. and it hurts it hurts them it does i mean we see it in our server you know sometimes uh, obviously most of them aren't around anymore but um it is true i always believe that um you should always be giving I think, because uh, at the end, uh, the way I look at it too is that like, I feel good when I give, you know, it's like, it's not like this, I'm not expecting anything back. I'm not like, like, oh, I'm giving like, so something good should happen to me type of thing. I'm just like, no, I feel good. It's like, hey man, you need this more than I do. Or, hey, I think that you're better at this than I am or whatever. Like, I think you're just not known enough. Like, yeah. I don't mind giving because at the end of the day, it's like, it's only going to help you and it makes me feel good to like know that you're getting better, you're getting more exposed, um, exposure. Um, it's just it's just a good thing, you know? And I think down the line, you keep stacking up these little Ws, it's going to pay off in the end because then when the time comes, people are gonna give, people are going to give to you, you right. know, without even you expecting it. You could be on uh, out and about in your day, you know? And then next thing you know, it's like, boom, you know, someone just gave you something really cool, like a shout out, something really big. And so, you know, these, these things do matter. I do truly believe, like, the universe kind of pays attention to the energy you're giving out, you know? Yeah. I, I genuinely think that the, 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 the whole thing about, like, there, there's an interesting theory behind giving. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, it goes back to the fundamentals of networking. Networking is really hard if you come in being greedy. Yeah. It's just not going to work. It's not. If you just say, hey, you, new person I just met, what can you do for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, 
you're not going to get very far. Yeah, it's like you're going in trying to figure out who can you pick up to help you accomplish something. Right, that never works. Yeah, rather than going in, it's like, what can I do to help others? Correct. So if you go in and you say, hey, what can I do for you? Mm -hmm. Like, forget me. What can I do for you? Generally speaking, you're going to build a better connection with that person. Yeah, yeah. And and I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. Not only have I seen it happen uh, in the reverse, like when someone does that to me, when they say, hey, how can I help you? I'm always like stunned. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. this person is super generous. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, now I'm opening up to them. All of a sudden, we're making a connection. Mm-hmm. If someone says the opposite, though, my first, imp- especially on a first impression, someone says the opposite, it would be like, hey, um, I see that you're this. Can you do this for me? Exactly. Can you shout me out? Can you do that? Can you mm-hmm. do whatever? Mm-hmm. I'm always like, I'm not even going to answer this. Right, it's right, just right. kind of like a waste of my time. Right. It's kind of like it, they they come off like a leech. Mm-hmm. So, I. I you know, I'm 30. I'm turning 32. Yeah. Damn, 32. Yeah. Trust me on this one. Networking is about what you give. But also keep in mind, it's not about expecting. Because a lot of people fall into that loop where it's like mm-hmm. they give and then they expect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't have the expectation. Right. You have to just give. Mm-hmm. And the more you give and the more time, the more instances you give, the more that generally speaking, people will be more willing to help you mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. but that's and if you, they don't you got to live with that yeah you gotta live with it. and that's, just know that's the type of person ex- exactly. that you want to be exactly that's kind of that's kind of what i was going to say it's like just don't have in your mind that you're going to give so much that you're going to get something back like a lot of people make that mistake they have in their like subconsciously they're like i'm going to give a lot so that i can get a get a crap ton back it's like no dude just give because it feels good you're helping them out it's like it makes the world a better place it really you know does, and yeah. the beauty about networking and giving too i think one of the the best connections is that um you're giving your services to someone the bond is right the bond is like really good from the start it then it turns into a collaboration when where they're trying to give you something of what they can do now you mm-hmm. know and you're both kind of giving back to each other, which is really cool because, um, you know, you don't really see that happening as much. You know, no. when you get those kind of instances, it's really tight. Not saying you're going to get that all the time when you start giving, but um, the more that you do give, you will get these quality relationships where it's like you give and then they're going to give back too. And in a way, you probably never would have expected it, you know, and those are those are like genuine, like great connections. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like when we we obviously have a community of people who we are constantly in communication with. The ones who, I think in the early days, what we did a lot of, again, not to chew my heart, what we did a lot of was give. Yeah. I don't think we were were interested in taking from anybody. I don't think we took anything, to be fair. Even to this day. I don't think think we've ever taken anything. Yeah, I don't think we've taken anything. (laughs) But why that's a beautiful thing is because I've seen these people, we've given to them, and... You know, sometimes we give to people and they 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 cross us yeah. in some way, and that mm-hmm. that is what it is. I still feel good about that. Yeah. And sometimes we give to people, and there's unimaginable things happening, mm-hmm. and unimaginable things that they give back to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm just always like, whoa. Yeah. I didn't know how powerful it was until I really experienced yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And and like Chris like Chris said, it's it's like in unimaginable ways. Mm-hmm. Like they just start 
helping you just to, because they like you. Yeah, yeah. And and funny enough, you start doing the same back. Yeah, no, seriously. So it's like it's such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, networking is completely underrated today in the creator economy. Yeah. Everybody thinks they want to make it on their own with no help, impossible. and that is the biggest mistake you can make today. Mm-hmm. I, I I said impossible, but I wouldn't say it's impossible. It's just it's it's highly. No, I wouldn't say highly. I it's just more difficult i would say you know if you're trying to do it on your own it's very difficult it's like why not you know have like a group of like-minded individuals kind of chasing after the same goal working together it's like having that support group there is going to get you so much more further you know yeah so a perfect example I, man it feels like i bring a mr beast every podcast dude he needs the, to come come through yeah. <laughs> the reason the reason why, i'm gonna bring up mr beast again so a great example of that is mr beast a lot of people think hey this guy just made it on his own false mr beast didn't make it on his own mr beast worked um with other or was close in close ties with other content creators, other YouTubers, and they both traded advice almost every day. Mm-hmm. And his whole philosophy was is is really is really cool because he he talks about it and he says, look, if you're working with three people, and let, of course they all have their own channels, but they're helping each other out. They're trading advice. They're trading what they did. They're trading what worked for them, what didn't work for them. They mm-hmm. weren't holding all the cards close yeah, to yeah. their chest. Mm-hmm. What happens is. Person A makes a mistake, person B and C learn. Person mm-hmm. B makes a mistake, person A and C learns. Mm-hmm. And over time, you're doing three times the amount of learning and progression mm-hmm. just by having those three people in your circle mm-hmm. versus you by yourself making a mistake, making a mistake, yeah. making a mistake. And it, learning, learning. It's like you had on your own, you had 24 hours a day, but with a team of three or four, you know, just 24 times however people, many people, you know. And so it just gives you more hours in the day to experiment fail get better fail get better and better you know yeah totally i just think it's so underrated to have that circle of people who have the same goals i mean like i genuinely think that people who are doing it the best they're not or doing or, or growing the most you might not think that they had these kinds of circles mm-hmm. because you see they just have their channel it's just them yeah. or they just have their pages it's just them or their music it's just them it's not true no. they work in communities, small communities, big communities, whatever, groups of people who are trading advice. Mm-hmm. And that, I spit on myself. It was so exciting. <laughs> I was like, what happened? And that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's by far the fastest way to really improve where you're going. Mm-hmm. And it also keeps you at a, in a level headspace as well. You know, you want to be able to be around people that know what you're going through, that are trying to solve the issues that you're trying to solve and like getting better each day. It's it's kind of like that that relief system that you have. It's like you did something, it worked out, you go back to this group that you're with. It's like, oh man, like thank you guys for the help. Like it, it helped out a lot. And um, it's, it's just a good feeling man, to have people around you that are all supporting each other, all giving advice to each other. Um, I think, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons that we have Creative Brew as well, you know. It's like there's so many people that are, like, more than welcome to help others. Sure. I, I learned so much oh, just yeah. by osmosis mm-hmm. of being in the community. A lot of people will say, like, well, it's not like we're posting tutorials, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. not like people are necessarily, like, 
always sharing uh, exactly what they're doing. But by osmosis, you see what people are talking about. Mm-hmm. You see what pain points they have. You look at different channels and you understand what is the biggest uh, or newest thing they're involved in. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm telling you, man, you can't, you can't get that necessarily from anywhere else but mm-hmm. a community of like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And you could, there's like, geographical points where these things used to happen Mm -hmm. right like in colleges that's why people used to say hey college is amazing college club and all that yeah right because you would find people who are Mm like-minded who are your age group who are trying to do the same things yeah but like you don't need college necessarily for that when you have something like the internet yeah yeah the internet is uh you know completely just different than it was like even when we were in college right and so the opportunities now with an internet and meeting all these types of people, all these social apps and just all these websites that you can be on now. Um, it's amazing the people that you'd find that you never thought you'd, um, that you would find in the real world, to be yeah. fair. It's like you have all these connections, all these, you know, uh, people that you, that even they're different from you, but at the same time, like you guys kind of share the same like mindset of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'd ever meet people or like connect with people like the people that we have connected to in the real world if like we were just to cross by each other you know like someone like you know like zykon or like grease or you know no disc like these people it's real it's like we would have go to a bar and then be like oh hey like what's up you know what i mean i would have literally zero opportunity yeah exactly and so the internet is a beautiful place because you know these guys these people now that we like we really cherish them and they are hilarious they're amazingly like helpful and uh, you know that we we always wish them the best yeah we learn from them yeah we learn from them every day as well you know they're they're great people the funny thing is is like you don't even know like these people who we're talking about Mm -hmm. they don't even know how much they're teaching other people like me like even just me being somebody who's involved or watching over or being in the same chats with them. I find out so many things on a daily basis just by this community that I would have never mm-hmm. found on my own. Never, mm-hmm. never. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to say is like, it's so powerful to have people who have the same goals and people who are different. Yeah. Because that in that perspective is such a huge advantage mm-hmm. for you and I to learn from. Oh, yeah. People on the other side of the world have these perspectives that we would never imagine. They lived completely different lives. They were raised completely differently. They experienced so many different things, especially if you aren't coming from the U.S. It's like you have a, a literally a world that we have never seen before. Yeah. And like you've had conversations and discussions and arguments that we've never even thought of before. And so having that like friendship and that like just being together as a group it really helps and stems a lot of creativity as well just from the group itself it's like you would never think of these things if it wasn't for what they had to say i remember when we were doing events or doing these things we're like oh yeah maybe we should do this and this but then they're like it doesn't make sense to this side of the world though no one will understand what this means and we were like oh my god we never thought about this like we never thought like yeah, this is a universal phrase, isn't it? But then they're like, dude, we have no idea what that means. Or like that word doesn't even get used here. And it's like, dang, like it's crazy that like, you know, you forget, you know, obviously it, they, they, it's, like not, it's not like they never existed, but you forget sometimes when you're planning something that 
when you're a company like you know like creator boo that's that that wants to reach globally you have to keep everything in mind and it, it helps so much when you have people that are literally from everywhere yeah yeah totally i mean it's it's crazy how little uh it's crazy how like your geographical bubble can make you think a certain way and that's Mm -hmm. kind of the healthy the help the healthy way to explore is to talk to people from other places in other geographical lands Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and by doing that it was just we've came up with so many great ideas and like so many unique like things and event ideas and stuff like that so it's it's great to to have like you know people like them on our side you know yeah sure and i think for for the people watching because i do want to i want to always be cognizant of the person who's watching Mm -hmm. us they're like how do i benefit right right my my answer to that would be like just be yeah like there's nothing like there's nothing necessarily tangible about joining a community that you have to do Mm -hmm. you can be a lurker and gain a lot of value you can and, and and if you want to take it to the next step you can be somebody who discusses and shares what you have to offer even as silly as you think it is your opinion will spark other people to start a discussion Mm -hmm. that is going to be helpful to everybody and then we all start to win Mm -hmm. and that network effect like i said earlier is humongous Mm -hmm. because now we're all exponentially learning from everybody's diverse opinion Mm -hmm. and then boom we all get an understanding of like hey this is how we should probably think about this certain problem this is how we should probably tackle these certain things mm-hmm. because of everybody's perspective we get to understand the world better and right. create an economy better mm-hmm. yeah and and you know don't don't be afraid to be a lurker you know some of the best people that we met in cb were lurkers originally you know and so being a lurker is very mindful as well because you are still paying attention you're still looking at a lot of things you're still most likely getting help from things that you probably didn't want to ask and you kind of found already in the community. And I think the more that you lurk and the more you kind of understand the situation at hand of who you're kind of dealing with and your awareness with the people around in those groups, um, I think, you know, maybe asking a simple question and could, could spark something, you yeah. know? And so, you know, when you get that comfortability where it's like, okay, you know what, like I've lurked here a few months now, you know, I, I kind of like the vibe that's going on here. Let me just ask a question that I've had. And you'd be surprised of what the answers that you might get, you know. And so kind of like what Nir just said. And, um, you know, don't, 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 don't be afraid to be a lurker as well. We love the lurkers. You know, a lot of people are lurkers. And so uh, we just hope that you come out of that shell. And, you know, because trust me, it's a whole different world when you aren't lurking, right? Yeah. And again, there's nothing wrong with lurking. But there's, a, I think I read a statistic when we first started, which was that, uh, 90% of communities are just lurkers. Yeah, yeah. So lurkers actually do make up a variety yeah. of the community mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with nothing that. Wrong They're with there to all. benefit. Yeah. Totally understandable. You should do that. Yeah, they I do, do that a lot yeah. too in other communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. So it, it makes perfect sense. And then there's only about 10% of the people who end up joining a community who actually become outspoken. Uh, right. A producer in, mm-hmm. that, in that community, which is also totally fine. Yeah. But that why that's exciting is because that means there's so much room for people to be producers if they want to. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like there's not a lot of people who are producing in a particular space. Mm-hmm. So if you want to become very active and become known in a community, it's actually easier than ever. It actually is pretty easy. Yeah. It's like you can have thousands and thousands of people being in a community, but like if you're one of those active members, people are only, people are most likely going to remember who you are and not like these one-offs pop-ins, hey, hi, boom, bop, you know, and it's more of like, hey, man, I always see this person. 
helping this person out or just having a conversation, asking a question. This person is everywhere. And so they're going to remember you more. And, you know, you're going to have that kind of, uh, I wouldn't even say like, like authority, but you'll have this type of like uh, respect within a community where it's like, hey, man, this guy's actually, this person has been around for a while. And funny enough, that kind of goes back to the question because now it's like, you know, you're active and stuff like that. You know, obviously you're going to come across people asking questions for your opinions on things. Hey, I, can I, should I use this or should I use that? So almost it's the same thing with like taking sponsorship deals. It's like you want to be able to, you want to be mindful of the opinions that you're giving to these people now because now they see you around everywhere. Correct. And they're going to be like, man, like I, uh, I see this person around. He helps per- this person a lot or he helps the community a lot. Like I want to ask him about what he, what he or she thinks about this type of product or this or that. And so, you know, always be, be mindful of that as well. And, you know, it's, it's no harm saying that you don't know either. I think uh, the biggest misconception is people kind of are afraid to say they don't know and just like blurb out something that they, they don't know at all and pretend it's true or something, you know? Right. And, or, or say something that's like, uh, that's already been asked. Yeah. But maybe they want to ask it slightly different. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I think you summarized it great. I think this is a great time to... Yeah, no, it's a good time to call. You know, it's been an hour. Um, but yeah, uh, this was Brew Talk episode four of uh, the Creator Economy podcast, the number five, a millionth podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can find all our socials at creatorbrew.io. You're going to say something? I was going to say we're the number one slept on podcast in the world. Number one slept on, <laughs> but five millionth in the listings, yes. you know? But check out our uh, our website, creatorbrew.io. You'll find us everywhere, um, and hopefully we'll see you there. Don't forget, DM us anywhere, literally anywhere. DM us a question. We'll throw it in the bucket. You can even tag us on Discord if you want to ask us a question. We'll throw it in the bucket, and we'll shout you out. Um, but yeah, it was great talking to you guys again, and we'll see you next week, and have a great weekend. Peace. Peace.